0: I hope you have had a chance to engage in some worship this week. I hope you've had a moment of prayer, possibly today. (laughs) I just want to simply give you guys another word of encouragement that will push your spirit of praise and worship throughout the rest of this week. Matter of fact, why don't you go ahead and just pause where you are and let's say a word of prayer. Let's talk to God together. Father, we're so grateful. We are constantly bombarded with the issues of life. We're constantly in need because of the issues of life. But somehow, God, you're able to still speak to us to still give us your presence, your comfort, (laughs) and you even supply our needs. We're, We're so grateful. We're so thankful, God, that you do not forsake us. You even give us promises in your word that you will never leave us, nor shall you forsake us. And we thank you for that, God. Now, Lord, I just pray that you would touch every listener under the sound of my voice. Be with those near and far throughout this country. Help us, Lord, today in this time of word to understand it as we read it, as we interpret it, and we even digest it. Help us, Lord, in this time of Bible study. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My spirit feels hype on today. (laughs) I want to take a look at a passage of scripture. A text found in the book of Luke. Would you go ahead and grab your Bible apps, your notepads. uh, If you're old school and you like to take notes the old school way. (laughs) Go ahead and grab your pens and your notebooks as well. And we're going to dive into. Luke chapter 4, starting at verse number 31. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James translation. But whatever translation you have, please know that it is inspired. It is still the word of God. (laughs) Luke chapter 4. I'll begin reading starting at verse number 31. And it reads this way. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teachings, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue, There was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, he came out of him and did not hurt him. As we look at this story text together, I want to simply teach on the Christian topic spiritual awareness. Let me just give you a few lessons about being spiritually aware. Luke, who is the gospel writer for this text, and chapter, Luke is describing a story about a man who was able to enter into the synagogue with an unclean spirit. Whenever you and I hear the term unclean, especially in the New Testament, you must take note that the term unclean is referring to or can be transliterated to the meaning evil or evil spirits. The word unclean and evil spirit has the same definition. It means the same. It means that this man was demonic possessed. But the question that you would have to ask yourself is, How does a man with a demonic spirit even begin to enter a synagogue? A synagogue, when you do your word search, and I pray you do one this week. (laughs) A synagogue was a place of assembly for the Jewish worshipers. It, It was held as a assembly place strictly for the Jewish community in the synagogue is where they would gather for the particular Sabbath day, which was the holy day of the day consecrated for worship. Not only would they gather for worship in the synagogue, but they would also maintain the practice of reading and interpreting scripture. And so Luke wants to point our attention to the fact that here's a man sitting in the midst of worshipers, but yet he has an unclean spirit. How does that happen? How how is it possible for a man with a demonic spirit to be able to sit in a place of worship? (laughs) Well, first of all, Luke is trying to teach us the lesson about being spiritually aware. In fact, I want to give this lesson and these lesson tips to you, dear listener, to those of you that already profess that you are a child of God. Uh, to those of you that are worshipers among the body of Christ, I got to give this lesson to you because it's more important for you to challenge yourself to become spiritually aware. What Luke wants us to understand as we read the description of this man in verse number 33 is that the man looked okay on the outside but truly there was something going wrong with the man on the inside (laughs) notice the verbiage that luke uses he describes him as a man who had an unclean spirit you see it's possible that persons in the synagogue were focusing on the man's flesh And because he looked like a man on the outside, they didn't recognize that the man had an evil spirit on the inside. Oh, oh yes. Let me let me break it down for you. Uh, For men, as men, we have moments where we need to get a haircut. Uh, we want to groom ourselves, and and so we can go to the barber shop to get our hair cut and and make our hair and our head look good. Uh, ladies, you can go to the beauty salon and and get your hair done to to get your hair looking nice, <laughs> and you're looking groomed and looking fashionable with your hairstyle. But that only fixes up the issue of grooming your hair. And that only makes your head look good on the outside. (laughs) But just because you got a nice hairdo and you're looking good on the outside does not mean that you have some good thoughts going on on the inside. (laughs) We have cologne for men, uh, uh, cologne that allows uh, a scent to be sprayed on the skin and and spice up the skin. Uh, We even got body oils in the 21st century. Now we we can use body oils and and ladies have perfume and and particular lotions that that'll spice up the skin. We can go to uh, department stores and and purchase different clothing outfits. Uh, we've got jackets, we've got shirts, and and there are shoes, uh, shoe stores we can go to and and make ourselves look good with a nice looking outfit and some and some decked out shoes. <laughs> but just because a person is dressed well and smells good on the outside. Uh, just because that individual is looking good on the outside uh, does not mean that they're feeling good <laughs> on the inside. You 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 have got to know that people can present themselves in a manner to where they look good to you on the outside. Uh, you you can, you've got to learn that you cannot just judge a person based upon what you see from them in the flesh. But rather, you have got to learn how to recognize them by their spirit. Oh, yes, it's 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 the spirit that you have got to learn to recognize because it's the spirit that'll let you know what's going on on the inside. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe someone may ask the question also, Antonio. How do I even learn to become more spiritually aware? Uh, How how do I practice that? How how do I go about disciplining myself uh, to learn uh, the way of being spiritually aware? Well, one of the first tips I can give you is what Luke describes starting at verse number 31. Let's look at verse 31. Verse 31 says, then he, speaking of Jesus, went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee. Watch this phrase. And was teaching them on the Sabbath. Write this down. First of all, you have got to participate in spiritual activities. <laughs> Notice what Jesus is doing. He is taking A spiritual practice and beginning to exercise it on a spiritual day. First of all, we've got to recognize that Jesus, being who he was, he was the son of God, but he was the son of God in the flesh. He himself is going to a synagogue and teaching scripture. But wait a minute, dear listener. What is the scripture? The scripture is the word of God that was written and preserved and put together in booklet form from the Old Testament. And who it is now that's standing before people teaching this word is Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is practically teaching his own word. (laughs) And you've got to wrap your mind. I know it's really tough in our finite thinking to imagine what it must have been like for God himself to be in the form of a man and acting like a human, acting like a man, and yet teaching his own word to human ears. That is a major, major example for us. It's an example for us, dear dear listener, because Jesus is not trying to hold himself too highly in this human body during this time of earthly ministry. He, he, he's not thinking on the fact that I'm God in the flesh. I don't have to uh, go around and teach scripture. I ain't, I ain't got to go to the synagogue <laughs> and participate in the worship ceremony. I, I'm Jesus. <laughs> this is my word. I already know the word. <laughs> no, no, no. Jesus goes about setting an earthly example for participating in spiritual activities. He makes sure that he goes to the synagogue like a natural Jewish man and he stands up and teach scripture, which is his own word, just like a natural Jewish man. And the question I have got to ask to you, dear listener, if it was important enough for Jesus to participate in the synagogue in the timing of Bible study, (laughs) in the timing of reading scripture, if Jesus being God in the flesh was willing and made it a priority to set that example, how much more is it important for you and I to make sure that we are participating in spiritual activities? Oh yes, spiritual activities uh, such as Bible study, uh, that is an activity that will truly open up your eyes and it will also open up your ears and it will increase the senses of your spirituality. And and let me highlight uh, the reading of scripture more importantly because it is the reading of scripture that actually causes the spirit of a person to expose themselves Take a look again at verse number 33. This is what we see happening in the text. It says, now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. Look at the action of the man. And he cried out with a loud voice. Now, verse number 33 happens after verse number 32. The scene is set. Where Jesus is actually teaching scripture and then somewhere between the teaching of scripture, this man with a demonic spirit begins to cry out. Oh, yes, it's true that that it's, it's very possible that this man was possibly creating an outburst with his cry, uh, interrupting Jesus during the timing of his teaching the word of God. The word of God symbolically is like a spiritual knife. Uh, It it will cut through a man's or a woman's flesh and begin to expose the spirit that's on the inside of them. For, For a reference, let me give you Hebrews chapter 4 verse number 12. I I want you to write that text down as a reference text to this point of the word of God being a spiritual tool. How the word of God can work and help you to see people's spirit that dwelleth on the inside. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even through the division of soul and spirit and of joints and of marrow and is discerning of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And that is the reason why we must participate into spiritual activities is because when we engage in Bible study, whether we're in a synagogue or whether you're reading Bible studies, or whether you're participating in Bible studies online during this COVID nineteen era, uh, if you're participating in your personal time, you you have your Bible apps. You you call up a friend. You you begin to allow the senses of your spirit to be awakening, and the spirit of God, which is already active in the Word of God, will then speak to the spirits. Of the persons that are dwelling in the midst of you. Notice also. Notice what the demon says in verse number 34. When the demon starts to cry out. Look at this language from the demon. The demon says. Verse number 34. Let us alone. What have we to do with you? This demon is revealing a spiritual truth. The demon cries out and says to Jesus, Let us alone. And then he asks Jesus, What have we to do with you? Let us alone. What have we to do with you? That is one of the first visible indications that will let you know that the word of God is at work. (laughs) That's one of the most visible signs that will let you know when you are in the midst of an unclean spirit. Because the demon is simply recognizing that this man in the synagogue named Jesus, this is from the the demon's perspective, the, the demon is looking at Jesus In his flesh, but but the demon being a spirit himself, an unclean spirit, uh, he's recognizing that Jesus is not who the people think that Jesus is. (laughs) You, You see, in the context of this text, the people were astonished at Jesus teaching because they only saw Jesus as a man. They saw him as a Jew from Nazareth. So they're they're really shocked at his understanding and his understanding of the word of Hebrew scripture during this text. Uh, That's what would happen. Jesus quoting scripture and teaching scripture during the New Testament. You have to keep in mind that the New Testament books that we're reading now was not compiled yet. The only Bible that they would have had during the New Testament of the first century, they would have been reading Old Testament scripture. So Jesus would have been quoting Isaiah or quoting a text of the commandments uh, from the writings of Moses. He he's reading Old Testament and interpreting Old Testament scripture. And so the people being in the synagogue would have tried to look at Jesus and judge him based upon being a a natural Jew from Nazareth they would have judged him as being an ordinary man but the demon <laughs> is crying out and trying to let them know that this guy is not an ordinary man he's not just another Jew The demon was trying to declare that this Jewish man or this Jew is actually the Messiah that's been promised from the Old Testament. This is God in the flesh. The demon was declaring this spiritual truth that there has to be a spiritual separation whenever there is a spiritual exposure. Whenever the spirit of God has been confirmed and been recognized, the spirit of God cannot be dwelling in the same mist of an unclean or an evil spirit. (laughs) That's what happens with you and I. Whenever we start to participate in the spiritual activities, any unclean spirit is going to start crying out. Now, after you have strengthened your spiritual senses and you are starting to become spiritually aware. Now, the question is, what do you do when you find an unclean spirit in your midst? Well, dear listener, you got to look at verse number 35. Notice Jesus' response to the demon. Verse 35. But Jesus rebuked him saying, Be quiet and come out of him. The demons came out of the man and they threw themselves out of the man all because Jesus himself was the one who gave them the command? What you must do, dear listener, is you must utilize the spiritual authority on behalf of the Savior. <laughs> here, here is another text that, that I want to give you for reference. You can write this one down as well. When you get a chance, I want you to read Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, verse 17. 17. The verse says this, and the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subjected unto thy name. Verse 18, and he said unto them, speaking of Jesus, talking back to the 70, he said unto them, I beheld Satan falling as a lightning from heaven and behold verse number 19 and behold i have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall in any wise Hurt you. (laughs) And so, all you've got to do as we go throughout this COVID crisis and we recover through this new year, I want to encourage you to never let an evil spirit try to control you, try to take over you, or try to even reject you and ban you to a corner. You go ahead and use the spiritual authority that God has given you to get rid of the evil spirit. Tell that evil spirit, you've got to come out. (laughs) Say unto them, come out in the name of Jesus.